podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And this is an emergency pod. As you can see, my toddler in the background is devastated that Patrick Vieira has been sacked as Crystal Palace manager on St. Patrick's Day of all days. <laughs> oh dear, football can be harsh, can't it? Um, so uh, we literally recorded the podcast yesterday. Uh, that's uh, out of date already. Um, so we're going to do this emergency pod now. Hopefully, get some of the FYP pundits to come on and chat. Oh, this is very Palace, isn't it? Um, let's see if we can get. Some of our listeners, uh, our pundits, I should say, coming. I think Jack's going to join us and Dom potentially going to join us as well. Uh, Rob's going to come on a bit later on uh, after he's been on Five Live, so we know where his priorities lie. Um, and I've got to take my daughter to nursery at some point in the next 15 minutes as well. So it's going to be an interesting one, um, but we will see what happens. Uh, Dom, are you there? Jack, are you there? Good morning. Uh, do you? Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, good, to, good to hear you again. I mean, Dom, we, we, we've got to stop talking like this. I've, I've spoken to you more than my wife this week. Yeah, I, d- I don't want to go there, J- uh, JD. That's, uh, that's that's not the way to go today. <laughs> um, before before we start, I should say, I'm because we, we're recording this, we're going to put this out as an emergency podcast on all on all platforms. Uh, I'd like to do an apology and a shout out to our sponsors on this week's pod, Eternity Home Finance, um, because they sponsored yesterday's pod, and that pod is out of date within. 10 hours. Um, so do check out Eternity Home Finance. Email info at Eternity Home Finance for a free consultation. Quote the code FYP. But I'm going to give them another slot next week to make up for it, I think. Um, anyway, Dom, let's get your reaction. Uh, were you expecting this? What, what? I mean, everyone's in shock a little bit, aren't they? Um, uh, I, I did a few podcast yesterday and to be honest the, the, the mood music was only going one way it did feel as if it was unlikely that Patrick Vieira would be in charge for the Arsenal game um, that said there is a bit there is an element of shock and there's definitely an element of sadness oh my god uh, I, I don't remember feeling like this after a managerial sacking at Palace for Possibly ever, actually. It's a bit, bit strange. It's uh, it, There's a frustration there because he felt like such a, a good fit for us such a long time, last season in particular, obviously. Um, and I think there's a frustration there that, that that maybe others involved could have could have done more. Um, that the, I think it's always it'll always boil down to the ownership structure ultimately, and uh, what the club, how the club can compete in the Premier League. So it's it's a it's a sad day and. But to be honest, after 11 games without a win, and most of all, I said on the podcast the other day, after the second half performance at Brighton, where where the team looked so listless and, and without without ideas, really, without, without a purpose, without a, without a clear strategy and game plan, I think it was an inevitability that, that he was going to leave because... Well, Palace are three points off the uh, the bottom three and, and heading in one direction. Um, great band, great band as well. Um, let's bring Jack in. Is Jack's there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right Hello, mate. Are, are you are you sad as well? Are you more shocked than sad, or more sad than shocked? I'm really sad. I'm really sad. It's come to this point, but you know, 36 hours on from from Wednesday, I I, I think it probably is the right call. That that second half was was so toothless and so aimless and you know Dom's word on the post match pod the other day in terms of 
of Patrick Vieira looking like a, a lost soul on the side of the pitch. He looked at it as he kind of wandered in the direction of the away end and and quickly drifted off. And it was it was really Joel Ward who saw the players off the pitch. It, it kind of it, it struck me as there was a distinct possibility, but it, it's come as a real shock this morning. There's there's no question about it, and um, it would have been braver for the club to keep him to keep him going. I think so. The club have made the decision, which means at the end of the season, if what we fear happens does happen. And I still think it won't. I, I still think we've got enough uh, in in the squad and in terms of the fixtures to keep us up. But if it was to happen that we did go down, the club can now say they did make that dynamic change that, that was open to them. So um, it, it's a huge shame because I think even before the Man City game, I didn't even consider this a possibility. Um so it's it's pretty unfair on him in the sense that we've gone to Man City. Uh, sorry, we've played Man City. Uh, we've gone to the Amex um, against a team who are likely to qualify for Europe this season. We've lost both of those games only one nil, and he's lost his job. In that sense, it's quite unfair. But the run goes longer than that, and the the patterns in terms of player selection, the lack of goal threat are potentially chronic in the sense that you know that that issue becomes beyond uh, repair and. If he carries on picking the wrong players and we carry on not being able to score goals, um, then the the possibility of relegation increases massively. So the club have, have made that decision. It's a it's a very bold choice to, to sack a manager who was in, incredibly popular. Um, but I think the fan base will probably understand it, presuming that come the end of May, we are still a Premier League team. Yeah, I, don't, I, I haven't even looked on Twitter, so I've no idea if, if people are understanding it or what. Um, but let's bring in... I can hear myself when he speaks. I feel like I'm, I'm Jeremy Vine on the radio. Uh, let's bring in uh, BBC Five Lives, Rob Sutherland, uh, for his um, reaction. This, do you know what? There's, there's, there's kind of like a, there's a comfort in the madness of Chaos of Palace. We haven't had this for a while. This feels very Palace. It's palace of old. Oh, it is, it is the most typical of typical Palace, isn't it? Um, ding, ding. We, we've had this. I, I, it, it feels like we had the answer to all of our woes in Vieira when we appointed him last season. We, we loved telling everyone that they were wrong. We loved telling everyone that when they, when they predicted that he would be sacked by the end of the season or, you know, by I think 10, 15 games in, we loved telling them that they were wrong. We were playing great football last season. There's no question about that. We played some really, really good football, but what we've seen this season has been a, kind of a, a sad reflection of that. It's not been as dynamic. It's not been as forceful. It's not been as on the front foot. And and it's it's been you know we talk about the 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 three the the lack of shots um, issue that Palace have had for three games prior to the Brighton match, as if as if it's only just become an issue. But goal scoring has been an issue all season for Crystal Palace. They've been struggling to score um, to to even create chances. And I remember earlier in the season. Patrick Vieira was asked about it and his answer was to be more aggressive and to be more dynamic and try and encourage the, the attacking players to do the job that they need to do. But that's that's been, an, it's not been an excuse, it's been an answer to the problem for the entire season and it's still not working. Um, and I think Palace's owners will have looked at the performance on on uh, Wednesday and they will have seen that the, the, the three chances that we had came in the first 11 minutes. They didn't come at any other point. We, we barely had any chances after that, especially in the second half. I think if, if we'd have come out in the second half to, and played the way we did in the first, there would have been a, a bit more grace given to Patrick Vieira. But the, we've now seen a few performances where the second half has actually been worse than the first and the response just hasn't been there. It's, it's disappointing. I'm, I'm sad for Patrick Vieira because he's such a... He's an inspirational character. He's he's you know he's Palace's first ever black manager in an area where you know black we have so many black players and so many um, black fans around us and and it, you know I kind of feel like that's symbolic to Palace as well. You know he's 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 broken down a, a glass ceiling there and that's that's been a massive thing for us. So, but it just hasn't worked out. And and as the season drew on. The, the old, um, you know, Albert Einstein phrase of madness is doing the same thing, expecting different results. And that is essentially what, what's happened. We've, we've been trying to do the same thing and expected different results. And I appreciate that we've had a lot of top teams that we're playing against, but to not even lay a finger on some of those sides, that is problematic. Yeah, we had, um, we had Macbeth on, uh, quoted on yesterday's pod and now 
Albert Einstein. You just don't get that on other podcasts. <laughs> you just won't get that on other Twitter spaces. Um, uh, I think, Rob, if you mute yourself, I think Ruben is there potentially. Ruben Pinder, the Athletics Ruben Pinder, I should say, um, who's welcome to jump in in a minute. Did I invite him? I think I did. I don't know what I'm doing. Invite to speak. Here we go. Let's see if that works. Um, in the meantime, if uh, Dom or uh, Jack want to jump back in, because my next question is, I'll go to Dom. Where, where, where do we go from here? Because there's no, I'm guessing it's Paddy. I'm guessing it's Paddy on, I mean, I guess, I guess that's, that's poetic in itself on St. Patrick's Day, on um, Sunday on the touchline. But after that, what you know? I uh, dare I even say the word contingency plans. I'm, I'm not sure they're applicable. Well, look, this is the first test of this decision, isn't it? This, if you make you make a bold decision like this, you've got to have a succession plan. If you're another, if you're a serious Premier League club who have been in the division for ten years, you know what you do next. You you're always thinking one step ahead, and <laughs> it's a it's a proper test of. Of the board and the and the director of football, I mean, it's we'll find out now what what the big plan is. Um, I imagine, I mean, Paddy McCarthy at least is in, internal and can be a, a, an interim. He's not. I know he's, we've spoken this week about how highly rated he is, but he's not got any first team experience in terms of management. He's not the type of person you would normally pin your hopes on when you're, you're trying to arrest a slide from Premier League to Championship. Um, but he could he could fill up fill the role at the Emirates on Sunday while um, presumably efforts are being made to secure somebody to take you through at least until the end of the season. I don't think you, you, you don't necessarily have to appoint a project manager now. You're not necessarily making a big long-term appointment. That can possibly wait until the summer when you know which division you're in. But, but when Palace are now in a situation where they're having to find a firefighter and we, we thought we were, we thought we'd gone past that, hadn't we? I mean, it was that was those those days of Allardyce, Stroke, Pulis, and 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 the like were, were behind us. Well, clearly they're not. Um, but I'm 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 intrigued as anyone. Now, there are some names of, of of you know unemployed managers out there at the moment that that, that might be uh, might be, be be pursued. I mean, whether that be uh, a Hassan Hootel, a Benitez, or, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's. I, but if you appoint someone like that, I suspect you're only doing it until the summer in the hope they keep you in the division. Um, but it's, it, it, this is a this is the test. This is the focus. I mean, I think you can only really judge the decision to to get rid of Year at this point properly once you know about the succession plan. Uh, dare I say it? Brighton would have had a succession plan. Let's see if Palace have got one. No, you can you can say it. you can say whatever you want, Dom, on this podcast. Um, let's bring Ruben in because I'm going to have to drop my daughter off at nursery in five minutes. So we'll take a we'll take a break for part one, and we'll come back a bit later on uh, and chat more, and then put this out as an episode. Uh, and I can mention Eternity Home Finance um, again. Um, Ruben, I'm, I'm actually at the, at the start of this this space, I was shocked, and Dom was talking about how, how sad it was, and now listening to the guys chat through the situation i'm actually starting to feel a bit sad as well because it's only it's only a year ago we were in the fa cup quarterfinal semi-final i guess around now mm. everyone was really happy you know years a long time in football and i and I'm, I'm sort of getting a feeling of what could have been and it's just so quickly falling apart yeah i mean i'm i'm i didn't think they were actually going to do it now um like we were all talking about the possibility of it happening, but um, <laughs> your text inviting me to talk on this was the first I saw of this news. I just woke up. <laughs> I was like, at eight in the morning, that's a bit early. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, that's, it is sad. It is sad because I have very fond memories of smashing Everton in the FA Cup and the day at Wembley. Not the performance at Wembley, but the day preceding it was full of optimism. Um, and there were some really good performances last season, as um, as well as that run of that run without a win that Don mentioned on a recent pod. That kind of you know the cup run kind of masked that a little bit, but um, I guess that that's kind of reminiscent of the fifteen sixteen season as well. Uh, it is sad. He's a he's a lovely man, um, and there were times when we thought we were on something because we did transform our style of play like basically overnight um, with the 2021 um, 
summer signings. But it kind of just be it fizzled out, isn't it? it? It maybe he will now become a kind of I don't want to compare him to Frank Lampard because I don't really like Frank Lampard, but you know maybe he'll become one of those short-term new manager bounce good vibes hires and never stay anywhere for longer than like a year um because when he arrived he did fill the place with good vibes um and now those good vibes have very much disappeared i think being a good vibes manager actually i think i I feel like i'm a good vibes podcast podcast um yeah as you're gonna hear my daughter i've got to go and brush my teeth with my daughter just wanting to drop off at nursery uh, and then maybe we can all jump on again in half an hour or so. And uh, yeah, because there's loads more to talk about. It just, it's, it's just, it's just mad. It is just mad, isn't it? And it is a bit sad. But anyway, listen. Um, there's loads of people listening. Thank you very much for jumping on this morning. I hope everyone's feeling okay. Um, not to make it too dramatic. Um, I'm going to end this space. I hope it's recorded. I've never done this before, but hopefully it's recorded. And um, I'm going to go and take my daughter's nursery. How do you feel about it, Maria? Um, a bit. Shy. A bit shy. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we all do. Um, and we'll see you all uh, in a bit. Thanks, everyone. All right. See you soon. Bye bye. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 9, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Uh, welcome back to, I guess this is part two of our Twitter space slash emergency Vieira Sat podcast slash what the hell is happening at Palace. Um, madness. We are hopefully going to hear from some of the FYP team uh, in a bit. Um, I've dropped my daughter off at nursery and I'm back. I'm going to make some breakfast while I'm doing this. Uh, just the joys of the Twitter space. Ruben is here. So I'm going to invite him to speak because um, we we sort of barely scratched the surface in part one, did we? Um, with the uh, Jacks here as well. Uh, we've, I mean, and since I've jumped back on, all my WhatsApp groups have gone absolutely mad. Um, I'm seeing Ruben, yes, are you there? Hello. I'm, I'm seeing in various groups. Obviously, I'm sure you're the same. You're in hundreds of different Palace-related WhatsApp groups. Well, apparently, Roy Hodgson's favourite <laughs> to take over. Favourite. What is going on? Right. I mean, yeah, I've seen like kind of mentions of that possibility but with no real um gravitas to them i think it's just a kind of well what the hell do we do now kind of um conclusion that i i I would be shocked if that happens um i i I can see like somebody like you know benitez or hassan who feels much more likely isn't Roy? i know i know managers never truly retire but isn't Roy Hodgson basically retired now like like Hitman. Yeah, pretty much. Um <laughs> one last job. But I mean <laughs> that's what that's what Warnock keeps on doing, isn't it? Um but I no, I can't see that. Not with this squad. Um I yeah, I, I wouldn't want to put him through that either. It's just it's it's an interesting wasn't it, isn't it? Because we have kind of missed the boat on a few like names like Daesh and whatever. Um, but there are a few decent, you know, dare I say it, Zidane is out of work. Uh, we've got a lot of... <laughs> uh, sorry, everyone. Uh, that was a tech error in my end. Um, Ruben joked about 
Patrick, uh, about Zinedine Zidane becoming Palace manager, and I think Twitter was like, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the limit, I'm, I'm out of here. Um, so apologies about that. Um, Ruben, are you back? Hello, yes, I'm still here. Uh, and you're not coming on my headphones, but I will sort that. Um, I can't, I, this is going to be a great edit uh, to, to release the podcast. I, I, um, I'll fill some time. I've just seen the odds that you mentioned before the last space went down. Roy Hodgson being favourite. Um, I'm not sure which bookie this is. It's a screenshot on Twitter. Um, Hassan Hootal, Jesse Marsh, they're next. Then Benitez, then Nuno. And then, you know, Gerard Lampard, Ange Postacoglu. I mean, Ange Postacoglu definitely won't happen. Gerard and Lampard. Ooh, I mean, I can see Lampard being hired. I don't want him. Pochettino is 14 to 1. <laughs> How? That's not going to happen. It's Pochettino, fourteen to one. Like <laughs> he's he's just his last job was PSG, and before that it was Spurs, and he'll probably end up at you know Real Madrid at some point. I don't know how he's in there. Um, Michael Carrick, twenty to one. Again, won't happen now, but um, I would have. That that's why Carrick Carrick's success with Middlesbrough is one that may, had me thinking. Well, maybe if we just wait until the end of the season. And if we do survive, then try and poach somebody like him from a progressive team in the championship. But um, we haven't given ourselves that timing anymore. So it will be very interesting to see what we do. Yes, it will. I mean, I don't actually think Paddy McCarthy has been confirmed as taking the team. No, nobody has, which is very odd. (laughs) Maybe it's one of us. Um, Let's bring Rob in. Rob, how was uh, Five Live? It was good. Um, it was very short and brief. Um, I think it's. I think it's important to kind of draw attention to the fact that, you know, Paddy uh, Patrick Vieira hasn't hasn't had a, a great hand uh, dealt to him um, this season. You know, I, I retweeted um, a tweet from FYP which kind of detailed it, but it's really just he's really he, he was left in the lurch. Really, in the grand scheme of things, we we ended up with you know Conor Gallagher, a, a Conor Gallagher sized hole in the team for most of the season um we knew midway through last season that we needed to replace Conor Gallagher because it was very likely that he would go back to Chelsea and end up playing for them um and and we just didn't do that we we brought in Decore which you could say was a Kiate replacement uh James McArthur had been injured for 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 all that time so it was just really i think he he he's been one of those managers unfortunately that's had to to a little bit like Roy Hodgson had to fit square pegs into round holes and and I think the club do do bear a huge amount of responsibility I think Steve Parrish I think the 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 two the three American owners they all bear some responsibility in how this has been managed and they've really left him left him short and ultimately the 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 problem that we've got as well is just the, the complete lack of composure in attack and and that is a managerial issue that is a tactical problem and that's something that Vieira has struggled to fix um all seasons, so I, it's one of those things where, on the balance of uh, on the balance of everything, I, I can understand why it happened. I just w- wish it hadn't. I wish circumstances had been different. I wish he'd had more support. I wish he'd had a better squad to play with. Um, but that that didn't happen, and, and ultimately, we've we've been dropping like a stone recently. So something had to change. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a cup of tea, so I apologise if anyone can hear the uh, kettle in the background. Let's bring Jack in. Robert, you can mute yourself. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, Jack, are there any other managers called Patrick out there we could hire? Because we're on to our second interview. I don't know. Perhaps an up-and-coming league, league de manager, Patrick. I don't know. Um, I don't, it could be. It could be one, we'll, we'll stretch for Patrice. Uh, yeah, we'll stretch for Patrice. Yeah, of course. Um, look, it's quite possible we, we start St. Patrick's Day with, with one manager call Patrick and end it with another one um but I do think if we do if we do go down that route um to put him in without any form of support with some senior engagement which actually is what I think ultimately Patrick Vieira was was probably lacking that senior counsel if we were to put Paddy McCarthy in without that kind of more experienced head I don't know who that would be obviously (laughs) Roy comes to mind but if if you're if you're going to put Paddy in with 11 games to go. That is a gamble in itself. Um, I suspect that given that no caretaker was announced in the club statement in which Parrish does make, you know, uh, his rather regretful statement, um, or sorry, his statement in which he's rather regretful about the sacking of Vieira, that makes me think that 
perhaps it isn't going to be Paddy and perhaps there is somebody lined up to come in um, and that will be confirmed perhaps either later today ahead of the Arsenal game or uh, or after the Arsenal game ahead of the uh, international break. But look, I, I said it in the first half, there is still a real element of sadness to all of this, that the fact that, that Vieira's gone um, almost a, a year on from the, the Everton quarter final win and three Palace players playing for England um, I mean, they, in comparison to now, that they were halcyon days, um, and you could say that we we didn't really turn up at Wembley, and the, you know those players haven't really featured for England that much since. But you know that was a real high point, and, and Vieira was was fundamental in that. And uh, here we are, a year on, he's no longer the manager. Relegation is an increasing fear for for all of us, um, and it's a really difficult journey to to progress. There there is blame to to attribute to to many people. Patrick is is definitely one. There there was the um, certainly the issues in terms of player selection, um, his management of certain players. I think the longer it went on, I think there's certainly question marks over his management of Alton Edwards, Eberich Eze, um, the the lack of uh, output from from Edward in particular um, was was I think largely due to the fact that he probably didn't know if he was starting one week to the other. And there does seem to be a peculiar dynamic between the two of them. I've, I've kind of sensed it watching the club videos over the last few years, that there was almost a treat and mean to keep him keen vibe between Vieira and, and Eze, and, and perhaps it's just broken Ebbs. I mean, that performance on, on Wednesday in the second half from Ebbs was was pitiful. It was a shadow of the pair that we've seen previously, even since the injury. So you can't just apportion it to, to the injury. But yeah, it's... Um, it's a real shame that Vieira's gone, but there are other people to, to consider. So, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in, in other pods, and perhaps it's too fresh to go through the, the roll call of who can who can have some blame for this decision being made. But, yeah, re- real shame it's come to this, and um, I think we all now just hope we stay up come come May and that the first game of next season is in the Premier League rather than the Championship. Yeah, I think Sunday's going to be huge. I'll go on, Rob. Go on. Yeah, I think um, the thing to bear in mind when it comes to this, uh, the, the, the announcement and the 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 lack of an announcement of a manager is that that Steve Parrish does, he loves to control the narrative. You know, there is a, the, the, he, he wants to be in charge of how things are announced and how things are done. And, and ultimately it's very likely that we'll, we'll find out who the manager is within, I, I would say probably by the end of today, but we'll see. It's just one of those things. I think that there, there has to be an interim situation. There's no way someone can't manage the club um <laughs> on Sunday, although you've got until Sunday to appoint someone, so maybe that is what's going to happen. But there is that the lack of an uh, of any kind of mention of Paddy McCarthy taking over in the interim does kind of suggest that there's um there's something more more going on behind the scenes. Um, we'll, we'll find out. Maybe maybe Dom's going to do do something about that as well. But yeah, it's it is just it's just it is disappointing. It's gutting. Um, we, can, you know, can I can I just interject there as well? I mean, just in Ruben, Ruben would be surprised if uh, if Roy is is appointed. I wouldn't be. I, I think it's probably very very tempting for them to pick up the phone this morning and ask Roy, or picked up the phone on <laughs> Thursday morning, whenever they might have done it, and say, Roy, um, you know, get Ray, and and we're gonna we get the band back together because. It's worked. I don't think it would necessarily work this time with a different group of players. And, and we saw that Roy had a real issue at Watford last year with um, with a set of players that weren't able to meet his brief. And I do think this Palace squad is probably more in line with that Watford squad than Roy's last squad that he had at Palace. But um, the fact he's 5-1 to one is the shortest odds. The fact that 5-1 to one is the shortest odds as well, that, that says it all as well. That says that the club have, have done a pretty good job at um, either not planning for it or keeping their cards close to their chest. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Roy and Ray in the dugout for the Leicester game. The, the thing as well is whoever comes in does have a decent enough first 11 to work with. And they're all mostly, I think the majority of them are fit. So, you know, we're, we're talking about Wilf. Um, we're talking about Edouard and Mateta. And I, I understand that those two aren't, aren't exactly uh, seen as top notch at the moment. And it's understandable, but I think that, um, I do think that, that that there is a squad, you know, we've got a, a, a centre-back pairing that is better than a lot of teams in and around us in the league. Um, so, and, and in terms of our midfield, I think the Conga has, has looked, looked good. Armada's looked good. These are players that, that have an ability to, to kind of turn the game and to, to play a role in the, in the side. So I think whoever does come in, it, it's not it's not the worst situation to walk into. 
Um, and most managers, when they come in and they're firefighting, have to shore up the defence. The defence isn't what needs to be shored up. It's the attack that needs to be given a bit more, a bit more vitality, I, I would say, you know, a, a bit more opportunity to, to actually do something. So that's the key thing. And I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Edouard and with, um, with Mateta when they actually get service that isn't just one chance per game. I think if they... If you if you give these players a few more opportunities, we might see more goals coming from them. Um, and and the, the the key thing with Edouard is that he's a run of consistent games, which he hasn't really had, especially in recent weeks with Mateta coming in and playing and not really doing a great deal either. So it's there's there. I, I do think that there's a, a lot of potential for whoever is appointed. Just on Roy Hodgson, um, Sky Bet have got him at even shorter odds of five to four. Um, I I. I mean, I don't know. My hunch is that this is the bookies guessing because there's no obvious because they've got no other there's no other information that um, you know a younger manager who's still known to be in work is is going to take the job. Um, Hassan Hootel, Nuno, I could see either of those happening. Um, Hassan Hootel feels more likely, but oh God, Matt, I mean, Roy Hodgson now, really, I mean. As as Rob said, I don't think it would work with this squad, but maybe it's the only thing we can try. I mean, it, it, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I love Roy, but just thinking about him back, it, it it already feels like we're taking a backward step in the last year. I think I, I I don't know. Having said that, I would love to see Ray in his shorts again on the touchline. I think that's something we've all missed, and maybe that's what's been missing over the last year. Um, Joe Walker's here, king of Palace Twitter spaces. Um, Right. Jerry, if you want to unmute yourself and come in, how are you, mate? How are you feeling? What's your, what's your reaction? I'm a bit gutted, really. I, I understand it. I can I can imagine if you're a purse string holder, uh, or you know, if you're in charge of money at Palace, uh, the results and the proximity to relegation zone is making you nervous. I just I worry though now. I, I, managerial appointments at this time of the season, especially at the Premier League level, traditionally don't do very well. I don't know what kind of assurances the board can offer a new manager that would encourage them to come. It would be, as Rob just said, kind of look at the team we already have. You know, there's enough there. We don't concede many goals. It's all about just making us be more uh, of a threat going forward. So in that respect, I really hope we don't get a firefighter. But in order to, you know, it's going to be a difficult case to make because, if it's not a, one of these traditional firefighter managers, it's got to be someone that wants to know there's a plan there in the summer. And I think it's so uncertain with the ownership. Harrison Blitzer trying to buy other clubs. Texter is, you know, pay, is deleted his Twitter and paying wages late at Botafogo. They all wanted missing posters over there for him now. Um, it's, you know, Parish Parish is good. He talks a good game. And I, I, I'm one of you who like him, but... There's only so much control he has now. I, I'm very nervous about summer suddenly, more so than the immediate games. I think the fixture run-in with the team we've got, I think we're going to win and get enough points to, to stay up pretty much whoever it is. But suddenly what happens in the summer looks even more uncertain than now, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it doesn't really need a firefighter. Yeah, I know we haven't won a game in 11 in 11 games we've drawn a lot of them and as someone was saying earlier that the um the defense isn't isn't that bad it, it doesn't need a, fi- a fire fighter it almost needs a fire starter a twisted fire yeah. starter some would say um to get things going that's what we need um i'm going to bring ruben back in a minute we have a request from a listener i'm gonna i'm gonna accept the request from a guy called chris let's see what chris has to say and uh i think this will be our first ever fyp phone-in um which is exciting chris are you there where's he gone may appear to have disappeared uh chris you're welcome to say something if you want to in a minute i'm going to invite dom to chat as well um which will be the hundredth time that i've spoken to dom this week and i have invited adam sells as well who is there right who's who's just unmuted themselves no, no I, I did. I did initially because uh, I wanted to get Adam on because uh, I think it'd be interesting to hear what he has to say uh, with everything that's been going on. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it, it's just it is just I think everybody has said it's just immeasurably sad. We're, we're all just he, he said, you know, Patrick Vieira comes across as an, a really 
generously kind person and someone who really cares and and he did about palace and i genuinely felt that and and you know his work with palace for life for example was he just really bought into it and that i think that's why that's why Parrish, steve parish even said that it was such a sad, uh, such a difficult decision to make because as a person he's exactly the kind of guy that we wanted to to lead the club and it's just it's just so disappointing that it hasn't worked out um but yeah let's get adam on um, yeah, I have invited him, so hopefully he will accept that. Uh, Dom, I can see, is ready to talk again. Uh, <laughs> ready to talk again? It sounds like I've gone through some personal trauma. In the last... Well, this is, this is this is a bit like therapy. These spaces, and actually, I, I wonder if we all need a little bit of therapy over after the last few weeks. Um, how are you? I spoke to you an hour ago. How are you feeling after after an hour? <laughs> Um, I'm I'm intrigued as to what happens next. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm I want to I'm trying to find out what what is going to happen next. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a press conference this afternoon. So uh, in terms of a pre-match press conference that was originally going to be presumably attended by Patrick Vieira, but the, the, have they said who's going to take that? I think that's now been cancelled. Oh, has it? Okay, Apparently. there you go. That would make sense. It would be hard to ask. Paddy to sit in front of the uh, Paddy McCarthy to sit in front of the the media and and uh, and explain his his thoughts at the moment. Um, but uh, if if he's a short term fix, maybe they've got other things in in motion. Maybe they are looking to to bring someone in um, in, in the short for the short term. Maybe even by Sunday, who knows? But I'll, I'll, I'll need to I need to dig around a bit more. I, I thought it was interesting that they've also announced that the, all of the coaching staff have gone with him. You know, I understand that they were his team, but it is just very interesting that, you know, very often when when a manager leaves, a few ple- a few people stick around, but if that's not happened, they've all left. So um, the, um, so yeah. it's always the goalkeeper coach who's left. He must have been having a lonely <laughs> breakfast this morning. <laughs> it's just been Kylie, him and, um, him and Joe Whitworth, <laughs> him and Joe Whitworth. He's just big in Joe Whitworth. Up, but uh, yeah, but, I mean that's often the way of you know Everton's rotation of managers over the last few years has been incessant. But Alan Kelly's been the kind of remaining figure so it's 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 almost good that Dean Kiley will still be around and that will give some continuity to the playing staff and actually given that he was the uh, inspiration for our last win maybe just give him the job until the end of the season yeah there are I mean there are I mean part of me part of me is like who's taking training today like what there are other coaches I'm guessing I'm guessing as well but it's, it's a big it's a big turn Rob's makes a really good point there it is a big turnover isn't it of of all normally well not normally I guess sometimes a manager goes and the staff stay and then someone else might bring his new people in or whatever but it's an interesting one that everyone's gone I can't imagine preparations for Sunday are going to be great either it's a it's a weird situation well it'll be, it'll be Paddy won't it surely even if he's not given the manager's brief it'll be you know he's the most senior coach left on the training ground so you'd imagine it'll be him taking it we haven't got a playing staff you know, allied the promotion season of, of Jedi and, and Damo perhaps being the, the leaders that were necessary and Lenny Lawrence letting them just kind of dictate things while he was waiting for his deal to Bolton to be agreed. So it's it somebody does need to steer the ship and you know maybe Parrish has got his boots out. I don't know. But it's, uh, well, it, it's it's the first it's the first time we've had a manager leave mid season since I think since Frank de Boer. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's the first mid season Barely mid. Hodgson replaced. Warnock left, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Warnock left uh, mid-season, didn't he, as well? So, I mean, the other thing is, wasn't it Keith Millen that took over from um, when when uh, Tony Pulis left? And it was Arsenal that was his first man, first manager job um, for Palace. I think, I think yeah. it was Arsenal, the yeah. Arsenal game, wasn't it? Yeah. We lost 2-1 to the last minute. We lost a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 two days as well to prep for that. And we lost... I think Hangerland scored for us and we lost 2-1 in the last yeah. minute. Yeah. Last minute goal. Um, yeah. Keith Miller doesn't bit. have a job, by the way, just saying. He most recently managed Carlisle United. Doesn't appear to be employed. <laughs> well, apparently, I mean, this is the nature of these kind of reaction pods. There's all sorts of stuff happening. Darren Ambrose has just been on, I'm guessing, TalkSport and said that apparently uh, Sean Derry is still being paid by Palace because he's on gardening leave. <laughs> I think he might come back with the Paddy McCarthy Sean Derry dream team. Ruben, what's going on? This is madness. It is bonkers, isn't it? Um, I'm reading some things on Slack that I can't repeat as well, which is uh, interesting. But, no, you can't. I'm not going to, mate. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, it's... I mean, Paddy does seem the obvious option for the short term, doesn't it? 
Like, it kind of has to be. Like, um, I know we're going around in circles now, but it's got to be someone like that for one game. I'm surprised they didn't just let Vieira take the Arsenal game as well um, and then use the international break. But my, my thinking is with that is if it is going to be Paddy McCarthy to take over until the end of the season, then why wait? You know, if the, if the attitude, if the, if the feeling was that Vieira would not be the manager going forward, then why wait to, to appoint Paddy McCarthy if he was, if, if he is the, the, the choice, why wait to appoint him um, until after the Arsenal game when that's that's almost like an opportunity missed? You know, you can give him three or four days of extra time um, and, and a, a real practical experience of, of playing the the champions elect essentially if, if they keep winning. Um, I think it's I think it's uh, the, the the logic really is if they the, to me it, it as soon as I saw Josh Harris. At the, uh, at the was at the Brighton game. I just thought that is a bad sign for the manager because typically he only comes over for situations where where big decision has to be to be made, whether it's signing players, appointing managers, or sacking them. Um, and I think uh, uh, to me that kind of was an indi- indicator that there was an issue there. But yeah, I think I just think that that's. I think they pulled the trigger because they felt they needed to, and I think it wouldn't surprise me if Paddy McCarthy is the manager. Same thing when I saw him at the game as well. It's, it's never, it's uh, never a good sign when the owner is is there. Uh, as you say, they're nearly always there to uh, bring down the guillotine uh, in some way. Um, I have invited Adam, so hopefully he's going to join us in a bit because uh, we've missed him on the pod extra recently, and it'd be good to get his insight not just on this, but also on on Joe Whitworth, who was fantastic on Wednesday night and remains the shining light uh, palace, the soul shining shining light of palace. Um, at the moment, I, I have I have texted Paddy McCarthy, guys. I, I know it's a name drop, and that's a big clang, but um, he won't reply because uh, I texted Shawman, he left, he didn't reply either. Um, but if I get a reply, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. But uh, I suspect what did he text him? Hi, Paddy, good luck. I said, Hi, Paddy, it's Jim. Remember me <laughs> from the podcast? Um, oh, no, that, that, that is, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said, Good luck for Sunday. Um, to be honest, I'm, I haven't been to many games this season. I'm actually really looking forward to Sunday now. It's going to be a, it's going to be a huge game. I know we're not expecting to get anything from it, but in terms of the context of where we are as a club, that's going to be massive. And I think the atmosphere is going to be very interesting in the way, and I hope it's a very supportive one. Jack, I'm going to be next to you, I think, or yeah. next to you but one. There's going to be a very awkward person in between you and me <laughs> for them to move. But it's going to be it's going to be. Intra- really interesting atmosphere. Yeah, it will be. I mean, I, I wonder if there will be a, a mini tribute to Patrick Vieira, particularly if we go one or two nil down of hearing, you know, the chant with his name in it. But yeah, it will be. A, it'll be a, a probably a more positive away end than Wednesday night was, um, given that some people in that away end were desperately seeking a, a change of manager. For those people who are very vocal, they've now got that. So um, it's time to back the team. To, I mean, they're going to have to change the lyrics yeah, of, for the, of the chant to the past tense. We had Super Pat Vieira. You were. Yeah, you were Super Pat Vieira. You had everything we needed. It doesn't work. The the one benefit to appointing Patrick, sorry, Paddy McCarthy, is that on all of Patrick Vieira's kit, you just have to add two stripes to the V, and there we are, PM. So practical. So it saves so much money. So practical, Rob. Yeah, I just think the way Wednesday night ended, um, it was poisonous, and and the fact that we're going to the league leaders on Sunday, it would have got no easier. Um, and I, I just think, in some ways, they've almost been cruel to cruel to be kind to to Patrick Vieira. And you know, if 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 we were to be rolled over at the Emirates, I know he didn't play at that stadium, but that is the club that he's most famous, um, famously associated with. And I do wonder whether there was the idea of of getting rolled over two or three nil with with no threat from Palace. Um, and, and Patrick Vieira being embarrassed and effectively waving goodbye to his new club in front of his old club. I, I'm, I'm sure there's probably some relief on his part that he hasn't got to face 
Sunday, but uh, it, it, Sunday will be an interesting one. Um, it's almost a free hit. Um, it's the last game in, in many ways. You know, the fact it's against Arsenal, but also it's the last game uh, before before a break. Um, and they're going to have to work that two weeks. It's probably the most important two weeks in the last 10 years of uh, Palace's Premier League stay, I'd suggest. So um, we'll see where we go from here. Um, he didn't lose away at Arsenal. Did he? Yeah. No, well, he's only played there. Nil-nil. Played there once, 2-2 last year with the last-minute Lacazette goal. So Of course, yeah, the nil-nil was a previous season. Yeah, so it didn't, didn't lose there. Um, Gary Taphouse has just joined, and uh, I've invited him to uh, speak. I don't know if he can. I did for a split second. I thought it was, it was Gary Lineker, uh, and I got very... Um, sorry, Gary. Um, you're still top of my Gary list, but, um, yeah, for some reason I thought it was... You have similar avatars, I think. Um but anyway, I've invited him. Martin Rooney's here as well, who um big Palace fan, uh, who I had a lovely chat with on the Marathon March uh, year before last. Uh, I've invited you to chat as well if you fancy it. Um, Andy Street and Grace are here as well. FYP legends. Andy has joined the chat. Guys, this is a big moment. Andy Street is back on the podcast. This is huge. Uh, Andy, if you want to unmute yourself, you're available to uh, join and chat and let us know what you think. Welcome back. Well, it's, it's a crisis. So I thought I'd turn up. Um, I also thought I'd turn up so I can uh, work out how to redeem my socios to vote for the the new manager, and I'm not too sure how that's <laughs> how that how that's working, but um, I'm sure someone will make it clear. How are you feeling? Very very good, by the way. Um, how are you feeling about all this? What someone put? <laughs> this is, I didn't even know that was a feature. Very very good. Um, Andrew, how are you feeling about it? Are you, are you as shocked as everyone else? Are you as sad as Dom? I'm sad about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I desperately wanted him to succeed. I think it, it seemed to fit really well at the outset. Um, and he seemed to be, you know, someone who... I heard Dom's uh, uh, spell on the athletic pod about this yesterday, which I, I fully agreed with. You know, it seemed like a good cultural fit for all sorts of reasons. But it just wasn't working this season. You know, it wasn't it was It was plain to, you know, fans. I think it was plain to people... At the club, clearly, it was playing. I think to the players that it just it, it just really, really was not working. So it's kind of one of those with regret, but I, I think it had to be done. Unfortunately, um, where, where where would you go now if you were Steve Parish? And I don't mean on holiday. I mean, um, what would you do managerial wise? Um, I would probably go in house. Uh, you know, to the extent that. Paddy feels ready to take that on to the end of the season. I, I, I would give it to him. I think bringing in com- someone completely fresh is not without risk. Sacking someone at this stage of the season, even if you think it isn't working, isn't without risk. So, uh, I mean, I would, yeah, I, I would go with Paddy. I think to the end of the season, frankly. Classic lawyer going in house. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's bring Joe Walker back in. It goes there because I'm just thinking, um, what you know? How how do we? frame this uh this Vieira spell now you know what does Vieira go I guess I guess he sort of goes down as a failure but you also delivered us one of the most exciting seasons in recent years and in fact actually from a personal point of view I think probably my most enjoyable season watching Palace potentially ever certainly in the Premier League so I just don't know how do we Joe hasn't unmuted himself so maybe stop listening yeah sorry Sorry. Um, yeah. How do how do we frame then this Vier, the Vieira spell? You know, nearly nearly two years. Will he go down as a? I mean, he won't go down as a Palace legend. Does he go down as a failure? Does he go down as a as a what if? I certainly a what if. I, I thought. I, I again. I enjoyed, as as you did. I I enjoyed last season a lot. I still perhaps had kind of I finished the season thinking, what if? What if we double down on this? What if we? Um, really go through if we learn the lessons of the first half of last season you know we started to concede fewer goals from set pieces fewer late goals and suddenly you know there was a real momentum trajectory that we could build towards and I think you can't take that away from him how enjoyable last season was um it's the all man most managerial yeah I'd say 99% of managerial spells and with a bad running form and a second let's be honest so it's we at least had a very good time with him, albeit just for one season. Um, I, I, there was definitely things he could have helped himself with, some of the selections, positions that he put players in. Um, but ultimately, you know, we. I also think he wasn't helped very much in the summer. Um, and 
you know, I think the next manager is going to come into similar problems um, come the summer, if not if not immediately on arrival. But yeah, no, I, I, I wish him the best of luck. I'm not I'm not very bitter towards him at all. I think we've had far worse managers in charge, and you know, prior to the World Cup, there were a couple of stinking performances in there, like Everton and Forest uh, away. But I still kind of had confidence that we were going to tick along just fine. Less so now. Certainly, well, the board don't seem to think so. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know where he goes on to now. I don't know if he has a long career in management. He might lose, lose the fight for it. But I don't think of him as an abject failure. So, but I just think of it more as a shame, an all-round shame. Yeah, I, I agree. Does anyone else want to jump in there? Because I'm interested. Like, uh, I think he was one of the probably the managers in recent years where fans almost unified have been so desperate for him to do well. Uh, and, you know, I think managers down in the past maybe can split split people and fans can get divided on them pretty quickly. Pardew, for example. But I think everyone was desperate for Patrick to do well because he is a Premier League legend. He is a really nice guy. Um, the football was great last season. And so I think I agree with Joe. It is a bit of a shame. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, if they bring managers back at, or he comes back with another club or something. What sort of reaction do you think he gets, Ruben? Uh, I think he gets a warm reception. The uh, the statement um, was quite clear that you know it was a difficult decision, and they're very great grateful for his efforts. And that might sound like empty, hollow cliches, but not every managerial sacking statement gets them. Some of them are very much like this person no longer works for the club. Goodbye. So um, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of goodwill towards him. Um, there are quite a lot of parallels with the Pardew reign. The Pardew one seemed to be, yeah, more divisive and drag out for a lot longer. Um, maybe that's the World Cup breaking, like distorting time in my brain, but um, that's how it felt anyway. Um, I just wanted to cite this. Um, in 2020, The Guardian published a piece about Vieira's time at Nice. And this paragraph stands out in particular um, uh, because basically it's history repeating itself. They wrote, um, despite that influx of creative talent, Nice were never truly convincing. Their defence, though solid, relied too often on the heroics of goalkeeper Walter Benitez and Vieira jumped from one formation to the next, seemingly at random. Devoid of cohesion and creativity, Nice struggled to fashion chances for poacher Casper Dolberg. Vieira's philosophy was close to indecipherable. So... If that doesn't sound like what's just been happening over the last few weeks, you know, it's um, it's a shame, really, because, yeah, popular seemed seemed nice. Like, I think when, when it was going well, everybody was happy. The players seemed happy. But, you know, as somebody else mentioned earlier, like, once Brighton scored on Wednesday, it did look like they thought, oh, and the players just, their heads just completely dropped because there there, there wasn't that that plan. Um so yeah, feel and and the cup run as well. There's another parallel to the Pardew reign, which um, did paper over some cracks. Like I know we talk about him all the time, and we shouldn't, but the absence of whenever we weren't able to play Gallagher last season, we dropped so we dropped an, an entire level, whatever that means. Like we, the performances were so much worse without him. We're so reliant on him, and yeah, you know that entire midfield three basically disappeared for this season um but that did hint at maybe we are kind of riding a long wave of luck here and we should enjoy it while it lasts before it starts to unravel and it has unraveled so um yeah we maybe we should have all seen this coming because i remember when he was hired and um a former colleague of mine was kind of poking fun at the appointment and I wasn't that enthused. And then we had a great, and then we had a great time and then, you know, it all went to shit. But um, yeah, maybe we should have seen this coming and hopefully the club have seen it coming. Um, so they get the next appointment. It has certainly, Ruben, your point there about when he first got appointed and, um, you know, people poking fun and the lazy comparisons to the DeBoer appointment. I think, you know, this has lasted significantly longer than a lot of, neutral palace uh, sorry neutral football fans would have thought and i think even some palace fans um would have thought so in that sense it has been a success that it's lasted you know a season and a half which is 
I don't know. I haven't done the maths, but it's probably the average Premier League manager's yeah, tenure nowadays. So he's, in, that, in that sense, um, you know, the, the appointment of Vieira has been a success. Yeah, but look, he's left us there in the place, right? Like, it, we're not actually in the bottom yeah. three. So if you look at it that way, it's yeah. not an abject failure at all. And if he ever does yeah, come he's, home, he's, someone, Yeah, someone's not inheriting a, a team in 18th with, with no hope at all. But, you know, the, the, all the sadness there is about Vieira going this morning, there are reasons why he has gone and and one of those is the fact that looking at the player squad this season is there maybe more than Michael Lisa and even that's probably a push in terms of who's developed this season who who is better this season after a, you know a full 18 months of um Patrick Vieira and his coaching staffs coaching who who is better um i think you could look a lot along the back line I think Mark Gay's probably where he was last season. I think he probably dropped a level, but he's now returned to that level. Jerkham Anderson's very consistent. Tyreek Mitchell, no. I think there's lots of question marks about Tyreek this season. And then you look forwards. Um, Jean-Philippe Mateta is no better a striker than he was the day he arrived from Mainz. Otten Edward, I think it's probably a confidence issue. Um, I, I don't see any improvement there, though. Um, but the one that does stand out is, is Eberiche Eze. And I, I do think a new manager with a new approach might get more out of, of Ebbs than, than Patrick Vieira was doing this season. Yeah. And and it, it really was a sad sight on, on, on Wednesday, seeing Ebbs be the liability that he was. And I, I, I think he genuinely was a liability. He wasn't just a passenger. Jeffrey Schlupp was a passenger. Eberich Eze was, was a liability. He couldn't keep the ball in a very important part of the pitch. And that's what he does so well. So to see him not do what he does well, and, and what he, when he tried it, he was doing it badly, was was really sad and I wanted the ground to swallow him up almost. But there are players there that if a manager comes in and, and you know, changes the tact with, with particular players, I think we will see a, an improvement in performance. And Ebbs is one of them. Odson Edwards is another one. Possibly even Wilf, um, I, I dare say. There might be a, a little bit more. But those players will be sad. Patrick Vieira's left this morning because for a lot of them, he was a very important figure and, and was a big part of why they were playing for Crystal Palace. You know, I think as soon as he arrived, the Michael Elise deal was, was announced and I think it was um, assessed that Patrick Vieira's influence on that deal um, shouldn't be ignored. It was it was Patrick Vieira's persuasive um, contact with Michael Elise and his family that led to Michael Elise choosing Palace over other clubs. So, with that, you know, he definitely had his pros, but the, in terms of on the pitch, there are reasons why Patrick Vieira is no longer Crystal Palace. Yeah, it's an interesting one that um, with his pull with the players, isn't it? Because that was undoubtedly the case. Um, and, you know, Regardless of whether if we go down, low, any all of our good players will you know probably leave. If we stay up, there might still be some that try to leave because um, he was the reason they came to the club. But on the, at the same time, a lot of them were probably thinking this isn't working and we need a change. Um, so yeah, as, as always, massively depends on the next appointment. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was just putting up a, a picture of Paddy McCarthy in my family WhatsApp group saying Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, but I don't think anyone got the reference. Um, Why is, is he uh, in that group? Is he in that group? You have his number. Have you added him to the chat? I've invited, I've invited him in, but he hasn't accepted it. But uh, we'll see. Um, Grace is here. Uh, this is the second time, Grace, that we've podded in 12 hours. Um, I think we've sort of skirted around the issue, didn't we, yesterday of Vieira? Uh, did you expect it to happen so quickly? No, I didn't. And I think you'd posted the link to yesterday's pod about 50 minutes before they made <laughs> made the announcement. So, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that one, Palace. But um, no, I, I don't know. I thought if they were going to pull the trigger, I thought they would at least wait it out until the Arsenal game, because then we still obviously would have had the international break. Um, and now we find ourselves two days before the game. I know it's 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 a free hit really but at the same time not entirely sure what it achieves doing it now rather than after that game but but we'll see yeah yeah I mean it's um not ideal having free hits is it with 11 games to go in the season <laughs> like this is we are running out of games to get points in um a part of me still kind of feels like we would have picked up enough that Vieira would have found a way to win those points in the last few games, but I guess Grace, they are, maybe maybe the club are looking forward and think. To be honest, we were going to sack him in the summer anyway. Maybe do it now, but it does feel weird, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I suppose maybe they were thinking about well, if 
if the worst does happen and we do get relegated and we don't pick up those points that we we think we should have, then in the summer everyone's saying, oh, why didn't you sack him? Why didn't you act earlier? So it's sort of a catch-22, damned if you do, damned if you don't, I think. But um, I suppose now we'll never know what would have happened if Vieira had been given till till the summer. So hopefully whoever... Um, comes in whether that's like Andy said someone internally like Paddy or if they do go external that whoever comes in does does the job that we need them to do and then we can regroup and sort of maybe start start again in the summer yeah I yeah it's uh, we're just we're just back we're just back here again aren't we we're just back here again as as Palace fans um Adam still hasn't joined the chat what a tease what a tease he is I've asked him about 10 times now um, but we will get Adam on a pod soon uh, to get his thoughts on on all of this and on Joe Whitworth as well. I think, guys, I'm going to wrap up the live there because I need to work out a way to download this audio and put it out as a podcast. Does anybody have any closing statements? That sounds like a question for Andy, really, isn't it? But does anyone want to say anything before we wrap up? I'll, I'll just say, Jim, I think it's just time. Now that that, that decision's been made, and I just think the... The unity of the fan base is probably needed more now than it was before the Brighton game. I think now that decision has been made, and if Patrick Vieira's presence in the dugout was a, you know, a factor in people, you know, not supporting the team fully, that that has now gone. There's nothing else that can change in the sense that no new players can be played. Obviously, different players can be selected, but it really is now a time for you know between now and the end of May, home and away, the the fans to get behind the team. I think there's no excuse for anyone to not do that now, and um, yeah, we need to be as one. Otherwise, it could be. Uh, could be Rotherham away next season. Oh, I've been there once before, a long time ago. Horrendous, horrendous place. Um, well, that's it. Uh, thanks all for joining. This has been this has been enlightening. It's been lovely actually to speak to you all. And thanks to everyone that's joined. Hundreds of people are listening. Thank you very much for uh, for listening. Hope this has helped um, digest the news. I'm going to put this out as a podcast on all the platforms, and then Jack and I are at. Uh, Arsenal on Sundays so we'll do a post-match pod for the patrons there and then there'll be a main pod next week so a lot of pods a lot of pods for you to digest at the moment but thank you very much and uh, oh don't forget to check out Eternity Home Finance poor, poor guys I'm going to put them on next week's pod as well um, thanks guys thanks for joining we'll see you all oh look at that beautiful ending bye bye Podcast Network.